Yes, indeed. It's finally come to a head, and it's in the uh, baseball shooting of Congressman Scalise. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, it finally, finally happened. I have been railing against all the people who have been provoking political terrorists. Now, you know that when I talk about terrorists, I am talking about radical Islamist terrorists, jihadists, people who have misinterpreted the Quran and used it to incite others to wage jihad. Well, now I'm talking about American terrorists in the political, who have been inciting political terrorists to um, wage jihad. And we have seen the result of it just this week in the injury of Representative Scalise and four other people who were along with him uh, and with other Republicans playing baseball. Now, when you think about that irony, um, I don't know that, Scali that the shooter, who's named James T. Hodgkinson, I don't know that he was specifically thinking about it being the America pastime, in other words, uh, an iconic place, an iconic sport, just like jihadist terrorists, radical Islamist terrorists, aim at the um, Twin Towers or other uh, iconic sites for America or, or holidays for America, things like that. I don't know that uh, James Hodgkinson had thought that out that, you know, specifically uh, or was thinking that much like a real terrorist that he would think that way. Um, it was more because these people were, uh, Republican congressmen were more accessible on a baseball field. And I'll talk more about that. But um, still, when you think about it, it has all the... the the trappings of a real terrorist attack, except for the fact that the man who shot uh, these people was not, presumably, and is a radical Islamist. Now, let me tell you what I'm talking about in, in terms of the incitement. We have been having, um, over the past months, one person after another, perhaps the worst was Kathy Griffin, but one person after another actually trying to incite people against President Trump, or even before he was president, certainly even during the election, but now against President Trump and Republicans. People have taken political disagreements to a whole new level. This whole country is on edge, and it is going beyond just being on edge now to actual physical violence. And it's coming from people like Kathy Griffin, people crossing the line like Kathy Griffin, Griffin showing a, decap a decapitate, I, I get so upset about this, I can't even talk straight. Kathy Griffin, as you know, did a photo shoot with the decapitated head of President Trump in her hand. And of course, that made the media worldwide. And that was crossing the line crazy. Uh, it, it traumatized President Trump's son, Barron, and it traumatized us all, really. There isn't a person, I mean, even people uh, who are not in favor of President Trump had to be shocked still by this uh, blatant display. I mean, you know, it is terrorists 
who decapitate people. That is their um, uh, pathognomonic or their trade, you know, the trademark way of killing people. And so for her to act like a terrorist uh, and hold his decapitated head in her hand was really the ultimate, although, you know, I'm saying that today, but um, we can only expect things to get worse because that's what happens, that uh, people, more and more people want to push the envelope further to get more attention. So um, there, she had her, her decapitated head, and yes, thank goodness CNN fired her and all that, but she still had an impact on people. That sight, that photograph still impacted the world. And we had, and I'm not sure if you heard about this because this didn't get quite as much attention, but every summer uh, in Central Park, there is free Shakespeare in the park. And um, this um, particular play, Julius Caesar, was being put on by a production company, The Public Theater. Now, as you probably know, in the real play by Shakespeare, Julius Caesar gets assassinated. Well, in the play, uh, as acted in Shakespeare in the Park, the actor playing Julius Caesar was dressed like and had a wig on and a tie on and had all of his sort of trademark uh, accoutrements. Uh, clearly, he was meant to be Trump. And, and he was assassinated. So there we have, again, you know, there's a decapitation, there's an assassination. I mean, what is the message, folks? It's kill President Trump and, and or his Republicans who um, voted him into office. So you also will remember when there was the Women's March on Washington a few months back, uh, Madonna, for example, talked about how she wanted to blow up the White House. More recently, there was a woman named Reality Winner who is accused of leaking classified documents. And um, she, had, she was a, a linguist for the Air Force and she had a, a security clearance. And when they started investigating her because of the leaked documents, they found in social media that she talked about things like burning the White House down. Now, <laughs> You know, Madonna, blow up the White House, reality winner, burn the White House. I mean, all of these violent acts being condoned by people um, in, in who get a lot of media attention. And then, of course, we have, on a continuing basis, late-night hosts. And yes, of course, you know, their humor uh, is really based a lot on, I don't know what they do if there wasn't all this uh, contentiousness in terms of political parties, but they, their jokes capitalize on uh, this. And, uh, but they have also been crossing the line. You know, it's not enough to have uh, the typical kinds of jokes that they used to have, but now they're talking about things, they're using four letter words, they're talking about incest, they seem to be uh, crossing boundaries right and left as well. So, um, now I don't know exactly, I can't, and, and James T. Hodgkinson, the shooter in this, uh, of the Republicans playing baseball this past week, uh, I can't tell you for certain that he watched Kathy Griffin or this Julius Caesar, uh, or heard about the Julius Caesar play 
and the assassination of Trump, or heard of Madonna or reality winner, or whether he listens to the late night host, but chances are, you know, he has at least, I mean, everybody, unless you've been hiding under a rock, um, heard about Kathy Griffin, at least with the decapitated head. But certainly um, he was someone who was very uh, vulnerable to being incited by these things. Now, as you may know, um, I have been a very long time uh, activist against media violence in general. This is before Trump ever uh, ran for president. Uh, I have talked about all kinds of media violence and the studies that go over decades and in all parts of the world, there have been countless, countless studies showing that the more media violence that you consume, the more likely you are to become uh, aggressive and violent. Not, not, that doesn't mean that everybody uh, is going to become a murderer, but it may affect people so that they are more aggressive, you know, in terms of road rage or um, as far as domestic violence, for example. And uh, that, that is not my, I didn't make this up. There are countless studies to support what I'm saying. And I have, as I said, advocated for years about, uh, warned people for years about this. So now the vi media violence is getting more specific. It's not just about, you know, uh, cops and robbers shooting each other um, or other kinds of uh, violence but this is these people that i just talked about are really are really um telling people to target president trump and the republicans and indeed so it's not surprising that finally someone who was particularly vulnerable to being affected by this because even with just regular media violence again before pre-trump um the, the people who are more likely to be affected by uh, provocations and, and repeated viewings of media violence are people who have um, psychological problems. You know, typically for kids, it's kids who have been abused or kids who have um, been neglected or, you know, been left alone in their room, for example, to watch um, one uh, video game at violent video game after another, like with Sandy Hook, for example. And you know, so the the less um, the less psychologically healthy you are, the more vulnerable you are to being affected by these things. So let's look at the shooter of the baseball Republicans, um, James C. Hodgkins. He he is six. He was actually. Um, he was injured in this, well, let me, let me first bring up, just bring um, a little synopsis of what happened, even though I'm sure you probably have heard something about it. Um, this past week, this Hutch, Hutchinson uh, came to the baseball practice, came to the field in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. And he, as he was walking to the field, he asked somebody whether these were uh, Republicans or Democrats who were playing baseball in the field. And when he was told that they were Republicans, he continued on to the field with his gun and he started shooting. And unfortunately, the uh, Steve Scalise was, is the House uh, Majority Whip. He's a Republican from, from Louisiana 
And so as a leader in Congress, he was provided with um, capital, U.S. Capitol Police security. He had two security officers there. Now, in general, congressmen, Congress, people in Congress, um, don't have security. Although now, of course, there's a movement for all congressmen to, um, to ask for more security. You know, this has frightened people. So, so that's something that's happening. Um, but in general, it's only the leaders of Congress who have security because, you know, they seem to be, or it's thought that they would be more likely to be targets. So he had two uh, police security. And when, when Hodgkinson came to the field and started shooting, these two police security shot back. Now they wound up getting wounded themselves, but um, they were able to wound Hodgkinson and stop him at a certain point from continuing to shoot. But otherwise, if these two police security weren't there, Hodgkinson would have, they were like sitting ducks. You know, there they were on a baseball field, playing baseball, again, America's pastime, not hurting anyone, and in fact, practicing for a charity baseball game between Republicans and Democrats that is taking place today. So um, they were, you know, they were doing something for charity even. <laughs> And, um, and, and they were sitting ducks, and he just started shooting until the police were able to uh, wound him uh, to the point that he couldn't continue to shoot. But he, uh, there were 25 Republican members of Congress on the field. He shot. There were five people injured, um, again, including Steve Scalise. He was playing second base. Um, and he, there were also, the, the other injured were Matt Micah, a lobbyist for Tyson Foods, um, Zach Barth, a staffer from Texas Republican Roger Williams' office, the two U.S. Capitol Police officers, and special agents Crystal uh, Greiner and David Bailey. Those were, the, those were the police officers, special agents. And, um, and, and, <laughs> And they were all taken to the hospital, of course. Uh, the shooter died in the hospital from his injuries. And, um, and this is what we have come to, folks. Uh, now, now, Hutchinson's was 66. He came from Belleville, Illinois. And he was a volunteer for Senator Bernie Sanders in the presidential campaign. He was a very ardent supporter. And he recently moved to Alexandria, Virginia, close to the baseball field from Illinois. Now, clearly, um, he moved there for the purpose of uh, committing, you know, of shooting up Republicans. He had a license, actually, in Illinois to carry a gun. And he, now how he got it, well, I guess he, this is all still being investigated. I guess he probably drove to, um, to Washington. I don't know exactly at this point, but somehow he got well, his gun there, or he bought a gun there, or something. He had a gun. Um, and he also had a criminal record of assault. And he, um, he was living out of a gym bag at the Y. 
in, uh, in Alexandria, Virginia. He was unemployed. He was supposedly looking for a job. Uh, he used to run a home inspection business in Illinois. It's not clear how successful that was. And he was um, quoted, he was in a, a video um, where he said, the 99% are, this is years ago, the 99% are getting pushed around and the 1% are just not giving a damn. He was praising democratic socialism, you know, he was praising what Senator Bernie Sanders stood for, and uh, he was angry that Sanders didn't win. His criminal record is pretty interesting. In 2006, he was arrested for two counts of battery and damage to a motor vehicle. And this was when he became violent when he was attempting to pick up his daughter from the house of an acquaintance. He grabbed his daughter by the hair because she didn't want to come with him, duh, and he punched the woman who was at the home, and he aimed his shotgun at the woman's boyfriend's face. Now, it's not clear. There are some reports who originally said that this woman was his girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend. All of that isn't quite clear yet either. But anyhow, he was arrested, and then the charges were dismissed. His social media has been very revealing. He's written things like, uh, Trump is a traitor who destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and co, Trump and company. Well, so that was his aim. And um, it, has gone, it has gone back years. Uh, he's been pretty angry for years about the economy. One could assume that he wasn't particularly successful. And all of these things that have been happening since, you know, especially since the, the um, last months of the election when everything was heating up, and certainly since the election. Um, and now, uh, in terms of uh, Steve Scalise, his, he is in a critical condition. He received a single rifle shot to the left hip. The bullet went across his pelvis, fracturing his bones, injuring internal organs, causing severe bleeding. He's had multiple surgeries already, and they, the doctors say that he needs more. He's had transfusions because he was uh, because of the severe bleeding, and um, you know it's it's you know, there are varying reports about his condition, but it is. Um, it is still kind of touch and go. Um, so let's, again, all of this reflects how crazy our, the, the political dialogue has gotten and how each person is pushing the envelope and how these people are getting uh, media attention and provoking in the name of, uh, of entertainment or getting a laugh or getting ratings, getting attention, in the case of Kathy Griffin, um, these people are, are provoking, um, provoking Americans who are not happy, the half of America who is not happy with the results of the election, provoking them to not just not be happy and not just argue with their friends and neighbors and, and family members, but to actually take action. And in fact, now it has gone over the top and someone has followed, listened to what um, these provocateurs are telling them. It's just like, you know, there have been 
numerous examples of copycat crimes going back to um, what I was talking about in regard to media violence. There have been people carrying out copying uh, what they've seen in movies and television shows, for example, um, where they, you know, a, a good example is natural born killers, where there have been pairs of two uh, to going across, you know, do, going on killing sprees, and they've discovered how these people were copying the movie Natural Born Killers, for example. So it's the same kind of thing. It is giving people, angry people, people who are somewhat unbalanced, the tools and the direction for what to do with all their rage and who to direct it to. And now, you know, it's their, they are becoming political terrorists. So let me um, uh, go into a little bit more detail about this. The, um, the, the shooter, uh, I was saying that the shooter on the way to the baseball field, he asked uh, um, the rep representative Ron DeSantis, who's a Republican from Florida, whether this was practice for the Republicans or the Democrats. And... Um, and also um, Representative Duncan, they also talked to the shooter, and he, they quoted him as saying, are they Republicans or Democrats on the field? So, I mean, this was not a chance. This wasn't just some random guy looking to shoot people that, that morning. Um, then they, of course, found, a, found the social media for um, Hodgkinson. And so, for example, his Facebook page, what they're, they're saying, they're kind of, being cautious about this, saying that it is, this hasn't been confirmed that it's his page, but uh, it's the only result for a person with his name, with his town and, and occupation and so on. Um, and his, so his Facebook page has as the main picture, a picture of Bernie Sanders. And all these lines, as I was saying, about Trump being a traitor and, and how it's time to destroy Trump and co. Um, and similarly, he had similar kinds of things on Twitter. And, um, and then what else can I tell you about him that is significant? Um, yes, he was licensed to carry a far, firearm in Illinois. And, oh, it was, the, it was the city's former mayor who met him at the YMCA. And that who, that's who has been telling us that um, they would exchange small talk and so on. He met him a month ago and he said that he was unemployed and looking for work. And according to the mayor, he had the impression that, that uh, um, Hodgkinson was living out of the gym bag. And then they interviewed some of Hodgkinson's friends and uh, one of them who worked with him on the Sanders campaign said that Hodgkinson was a quiet guy who was on the really progressive side of things. Um, and then Hutchinson's brother said, I know he wasn't happy with the way things were going, the election results and stuff. Uh, but the shooting was seemed totally out of the blue. I mean, that's the thing, you know, that's always the, the really upsetting thing that people, that there were always clues uh, to these people who, uh, to, to real terrorists, you know, um, Islamist radical, radical Islamist terrorists, and people like Hodgkinson's, there are clues, uh, and yet no one seems to stop them. And um, Bernie Sanders on the Senate floor 
gave a speech uh, that was in the media today where he was saying he was sickened by what happened. He condemns it in the strongest possible terms. I mean, he's trying to get away from this as quickly as possible, trying to take no responsibility for it. Um, and the, the quote about the 99% was uh, videotaped, that was in the 2011 Occupy Wall Street event when they were um, talking to the people who were in that protest. And um, he would also write to the, oh, he was, a, yeah, he was a member of Facebook groups, including Terminate the Republican Party and Illinois Burners United to Resist Trump. Uh, he was also critical of Hillary. She described her as the Republic, a Republican in a Democratic pantsuit. So he didn't like her either. And then he uh, wrote a lot of letters to the editor, and he was criticizing the Republican policies. Um, back in, even in 2012, so this is a guy who has had a long-standing anger uh, towards Republicans and who was then easily provoked by these more recent things in the media, the provocateurs uh, aiming, telling people, targeting um, who, you know, who to aim your anger at and how to do it violently. He also blamed President George Bush for ruining the economy and so on. So, um, you know, here he was sort of, sort of percolating in his anger and um, he was finally pushed over the edge. And then also there are things now, now this isn't just about this um, really sad, tragic um, instance of the um, Republicans injured playing baseball, but this is sort of opening the, um, the gates or opening the doors actually for people to come forward to talk about um, like other Republicans coming forward and talking about things that have happened to them and that are continuing to happen to them. They're now bringing it out in the open. And I guess, you know, primarily because they're now more frightened about these things that these aren't people who just write letters and calls, but because of the current events, they are people who actually could act violently towards them. So, for example, um, we have the, an Illinois House Republican named Mike Bost. He is talking about how the shooter, James Hodgkinson, um, contacted his office nine times by email and once by phone, ten times in the past year. Now, you know, apparently he didn't really think that much about it. Uh, until now, when, you know, I mean, these are a lot of, there are, I'm sure there are a lot of people contacting a lot of Republicans' offices uh, who are discontent, and they really haven't been taking it that seriously until now. So, for example, since the baseball tragedy, um, it, it's still continuing. In fact, you know, one wonders if indeed um, this tragedy isn't going to spur others on um, other political terrorists on, not only to commit political terrorism, but also uh, to, to email and call and, and generally harass uh, Congress, Republicans in Congress. So, for example, um, 
we, there is the Republican from New York, Claudia Tenney, who has said that she just got, after the baseball incident, she got a chilling email that said, one down, 216 to go. And what that is referring to is uh, the 217 House Republicans who recently voted to the, for the bill to replace Obamacare. And the person wrote, the person in this, wrote in this email, did you not expect this? And they accused Republicans of taking away ordinary people's health care. And she said, actually, she said that this kind of email, hateful email, has become somewhat routine since she arrived in Washington. She said, I've been getting these types of messages and threats since I was sworn into office on January 3rd. And this, now this part is really sick. Um, after put, well, it's all sick, but after putting out a Memorial Day message a few weeks ago, she got um, someone writing back that they hoped her son, quote, comes back bagged. She has a son who's in the Marine Corps He's a first lieutenant serving in the Middle East. And someone, can you imagine that? Someone writes, they hope her son comes back bad. I mean, not only, I mean, that's just an unspeakably horrible thing to say, but in terms of human, you know, in terms of telling a parent that, they, that you hope that their, their child dies. But it's not just that, it's also that, I mean, the people who are fighting for America in the, in the East, in the Middle East, you know, these are people who are putting their life on the line for America. And yet, obviously, there are people out there who don't appreciate that. Um, so they, now also, it, now some Democrats are also saying that they've been receiving threatening messages as well following the shooting. So, you know, so this, I mean, this is like, so, okay, so following the shooting, so then presumably some Republicans are angry about what happened with the shooting, and, um, and they're, so they're writing threatening message to, messages to Democrats. I mean, um, it is just, it is just, uh, it's just, it's just escalating out of control. And this um, Congressman Tenney, uh, Congresswoman Tenney linked these threats and the hateful messages to the resist and indivisible movements. These are uh, movements on the left which have singled her out as one of the top Republican seats to try to change in 2018. Well, <laughs> folks, this is a, um, a very uh, urgent and tragic and scary state of events. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you um, know that I support Trump. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really matter whether you support Trump, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, um, or whether you voted for Trump or not, or whether you think he's doing a good job or a horrible job. Um, these kinds, it, it's, it's not, you know, if the if both Democrats and Republicans in Congress are getting threats, then and it's just going back and forth and escalating, then it doesn't matter who you're for. I mean, it's just it, the, the state of our democracy, the state of our country is, is we're really under siege by, our, by, our, by Americans. 
not ter- radical Islamist terrorists. I mean, yes, of course, we're under siege by them, but it's not just them. We are now developing, cultivating, um, provoking to violence a new set of terrorists, political terrorists, and we need to stop waging jihad amongst ourselves. Now, uh, today, I don't really have a specific letter to read to you today because I've been getting tons of, of emails and so on from people who are, who have been um, saying essentially the similar kinds of things and also from Democrats and Republicans. Everybody is really uh, upset and angry and, and exhausted um, by it being a daily fight, whether it's at work or at school, or with your family, or wherever, people, it's, it's, you know, this half the country hates the other half. And we have to cool it, folks. I mean, you know, um, because otherwise things, this is, you know, I, what I really hate to say is that this could well just be the beginning of a war, of a violent kind of war, besides the threats and so on, if there are going to be people who continue in the media to be, to be featured um, carrying decapitated heads or assassinating um, people in a play or telling people to blow up the White House or burn down the White House. I mean, what do you think? There are lots of people out there like James T. Hodgkinson who are vulnerable to being pushed over the edge. These are angry, simmering people who are vulnerable to being pushed over the edge and who are really going to literally take aim at our politicians on both sides. So um, I want to tell you to, um, I want to remind you of, of places that you can contact me to make your comments. And, um, and send me your questions and so on, and I'll be happy to to answer answer you and to um, to talk about the topics that you want me to talk about on future um, shows, future terrorist therapist shows. So again, you can go to my website, which is um, terroristtherapist.com, and you can opt in, um, or you can and or you can also go to my Facebook page and just put into Facebook the terrorist therapist and you'll come to my page. And please, I do want to encourage you to contact me um, so that I can address the kinds of questions that you want answers to most. So thank you for listening to the terrorist therapist show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.